Sometimes your parents are there for you. Sometimes they're not. And in the case of Dr. Dre's daughter, it's looking a little slim. This week on Textually Active, we talk about, hey, at what point do your parents have to throw you into the wild? Or should they always just baby you? So we about to get into it right here on Textually Active. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. Textually Active. This is your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Measy with me. What it do? EA is here. Yo. And we're back for another episode. How's everybody feeling? What's the vibe in the room? I'm fucking stressed out. And you stressed. It's some shit. It's some shit I'm gonna tell you when we get done with this. Uh huh. And I knew better, but I chose not to do better. Okay. Okay. But, uh, I mean, what you learned from it, right? Not, not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Okay. I just think my life is one of those uh, trial and errors. I don't know. I think I need to get like what's like ginger root, or whatever they do for memory shit. Oh you know? yeah, they do. Uh, like I Jacob need the Baloka. Like I've been trying to play. <laughs> What's it called? There is Jinko Baloba. I don't. It's Ginkgo Baloba. Yeah, the oh. hell I just said. That's what I just said. <laughs> what the hell wrong with you? Yeah, right. I said that. I be trying to build, play them uh, IQ games, the brain builder games to help you push your IQ, but I think I need to do something a little bit more. Is that a little bit more yeah, strong? I, I, don't, I didn't smoke weed, but I think it might be the, the effect of alcohol. I think all them Patron shots are going to come back to me. You know what? Uh, yeah. uh, I don't really talk about my effects from COVID that much, but COVID really fucked my brain up. Like, I have, like, this constant brain fog. Yeah. Like, my brain be slipping sometimes. I'll be thinking about something, and I'm like, what the hell was I just thinking about? I feel like hangovers are like concussions. So Yo. I might got, like, CTE for all them hangovers. Word, because the next day after a hangover, you wake up and you be like, what the hell? Yeah, Your like, brain don't be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that might have been it. I think at some point... They gonna stop doing research on fucking wrestlers and athletes and start doing that shit on people who drink a lot. Can you so imagine? Clearly, this is a medical episode. Uh, no, it's not. We did not come here to be medical hey, professionals. If you want to, we can make this up a little. Hey, nigga, I sat on the couch last night for an hour. Had to go pee. My knee just didn't want to work. And I don't know what's going on with it. It's fine, but it's scary out here. <laughs> it's scary out here. Last week, I slept on. Um, the pull-out mattress at my parents' house, back, legs, ass hurting, everything just hurting. Just ain't, I ain't never felt like that before. I feel like I miss those days when I was that spring chicken and you could just roll me around and everything just rolls with it. Nowadays, you got to prepare yourself for something or else you'd be injured for a while. My bad. When you said spring chicken and then rolled me around, I only saw flour. <laughs> <laughs> like a piece of dough. Yeah, now, who's coming like, out with a new chicken sandwich right, now? I'm hungry. There's a lot of chicken Sorry. sandwiches out here right now. That Bojangles got one now. I think they turn, in, they turn it into the Nuggets War. Yeah. They go into a Nuggets war now. Popeye's got Nuggets. And uh, I just seen Arby's got Nuggets. They doing that now. Man, I picked the wrong time to have taste buds fucked up and can't eat no chicken. Which don't make sense. I love a good spicy nugget. Because what I told you the last time. The reason for the fucking 
wing shortage means it's got they gotta do something else. These motherfuckers got excess of breast. Nah, you gotta yeah. do some shit. I now. saw something um somebody tweeted and fuck whoever tweeted this, but they tweeted um they was working at the Chick-fil-A factory and they saw some shit, so don't order Chick-fil-A for about a month. Nigga. We need more detail. I, I what did you see? I ate inside yesterday. I go to Chick-fil-A about once a week. What's going on? I'm by the blood and body of Christ. Oh, I'm my okay. gosh. Like, we need more details. Don't just drop that on the timeline, make it go viral and disappear. I'm going to die anyway. I want to die Chick- happy. They didn't do that on purpose. Chick-fil-A handled yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> big, Chick- big Chick-fil-A took big them out. Big Chick-fil-A took them out. <laughs> and if he was gay, he got it double. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm telling you, he was, if he was gay, them niggas made sure we gotta get this nigga the fuck out of here. I haven't Wait, used that. Again. I haven't used He's this one in gone. a while. I haven't used this one in a while. Uh-uh. You thought the you thought the gays was on the baby ass. He right man. about it. He right about it. <laughs> that man is out of here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had like seventy five thousand retweets. Boy what? is going. Yeah, he did watch. He the only one working on Sundays now. What? Bible <laughs> thumpers on his ass. <laughs> Listen, we ain't come in talk about this, but yeah, I don't even know how we got here. We need to go back and see. We need to put like a thing out for him. Like, yeah, can you make sure you good? <laughs> make sure that nigga we good. just came to see if you straight. But uh, the vibe seems a little humorous in here. It's perfect because you know this week we we gonna talk about something. I don't know last week if y'all saw, but it was a topic going around about this guy, um, Dr. <laughs> Dre. Some of y'all might know Michelle X, you know, um, uh, N.W.A., right. Compton, that movie, you know, uh, Today Was a Good Day, that guy. That's, that's ice Yeah, ice you know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> they they ran together back in the 90s. Oh, gotcha. Some would say they ran the 90s. You know, Eminem. You need, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you need ginkgo fallopian tubes. Yeah, I need <laughs> ginkgo fallopian tubes. Hey, ginkgo fallopian tubes is hilarious. It's freaking nuts. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> My God. But uh, so apparently uh, uh, the internet got buzzing because Dr. J does not take care of his children. <laughs> And as of right now, he has a child that's in the street struggling more than real. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Define child. Uh, well, apparently the, the woman here in question is 38 years old. His daughter. And she is homeless, homeless mother of four kids. The kids are cool. They with friends of the, of, of the mother. <coughs> they living inside. But she is living inside of a rental car. That she may not be able to keep up the payments on. Because I think it's an SUV that is $2,000 a month. Yikes. So this week, I guess we can't. We kind of wanted to talk about like, you know, parental advisory. Yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So like, is, 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 is Dr. Dre in the wrong? Or is this something where it's like, hey man, you... 38. It's time for you to tighten up. You got four kids. Yeah. You got to be an example somehow at some point. So the backstory to this is that I guess he had this child with his first wife. Uh, Bro. You know, that's not how this happens. His first wife, you know, they was married because they had the baby. It's not how that happens in black communities. Okay. I just want to let you know that. So this is his eldest daughter. Yes. Um, And... He and her mother split up when she was five, which kind of makes me fucked up because I feel like uh, when you watch like 
these Dr. Dre stories yeah. and uh, straight out of Compton, and they tell about it. he had a daughter, and which made him want to work harder. This is the daughter they're talking about. Oh my! And oh jeez! <laughs> oh Rick, we really did it now, right? So <laughs> he um. If you let her tell it, I guess she went to Daily Mail and went to them and said, hey, I'm struggling. My dad isn't helping me anymore. He stopped helping me back in January 2020, which hindsight being 2020 um, was probably a terrible year to let go of your responsibilities for your child. Um, But she is out there in California working at a warehouse. She just moved. She moved to California because she thought the wages would be higher. How much were the wages? I don't know what Nevada zone. It was about fifteen dollars. Probably about the same. If it's Amazon, she could just say that she could. You know, I mean, I, I don't think you get to. Okay. You know, because when they they tell you what the, you can't this, really say too much. Yeah. yeah, we know it's Amazon sis. So sis is at Amazon making fifteen dollars an hour as an assembly worker, and she on the side now, she Uber eats and DoorDash. I'm not too good at math, <laughs> hey. but making fifteen dollars an hour in California doesn't sound like shit. And also, not to mention the two thousand dollar rent a car that you're you're paying for. I mean, math ain't mathing. On the other side, it ain't like. Do you even make two thousand dollars a month when you're making fifteen? I don't know. I mean, on the other um, side, I don't think she's paying rent. If you're make if you're making at least doing at least thirty to thirty five hours a week, yeah, she probably that. if it's Amazon, she going in there going crazy though. 15 an hour, they probably working 12 hour shifts. Yeah, you know, they be working them they extra working shifts. And and stuff. Crazy hard. Anyway. Okay, yeah, so she making three. She making around 3000 probably somewhere close to two fifty when the uh, taxes come out. So then that's all your money on this car that yeah. you. And you only it's, have. It's transportation and rent, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, things aren't looking too good for her. In a nutshell. I want to make jokes, but <clears throat> it's probably not the time. I also. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, I just got one. You, okay, you just hit one. the button. This one. Okay. You think she wanted those Uber Eats, DoorDash niggas that be stealing the food? All right, all right. No, I got one. I got one too. You think the kids be riding along with her sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> you you ever had somebody see their mama? You ever had somebody drop your DoorDash off and you looking out the window because you a fat nigga and you see your food pull up and it's four or six people in that damn car? I see and not want to eat it no more. I yeah. see what's going on here. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing my DoorDash saying uh, it's going to be Joel, but a <laughs> Cassandra walks out of the car. I live on the second floor, and I be trying to figure out how they got down all them goddamn steps before I got the door open. But that's another that's another conversation for another uh, day. I said, I mean, hand I mean, it I mean, to me. I mean, no, nah, nah, I your said, door, hand it to me. I mean, your door is at right directly at the top of the steps. They yeah. Pass. This nigga's throwing it up the steps said, and just landing. Meet me at my door. I also, didn't say I want to come downstairs and meet you. Also, uh, if anybody that's listening works for Google, um, my address is like wrong on the map. So when they come to deliver the food, they always deliver it to their own building. Mm. If anybody can take care of that for me, because DoorDash told me that they not refunding me no more. So, <laughs> oh snap, for real? Yeah, we I've done it too many times because I had to go to the next building over and find my food, and I've been trying to like you know I need to be reimbursed for that. If anybody works for Google, y'all can fix that for me. Let me know. You might need to talk to your um, complex and see if they could get it updated because they did something wrong when they put it in there. Damn. It's a business, but anyway. Back to uh, Dr. Dre's daughter and yeah, his situation. Yeah, it's a sad situation in hindsight. We're making jokes of it because as black people, when it's not lie. our situation, we're going to make jokes of it. But uh, it's kind of bad because, I mean, 
it makes me like wonder what her situation is like, like what it's always been like. Like, how did you get here at thirty eight? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's everybody's first thought is trying to figure out how you did those things. But honestly, a lot of us are one. I don't know if 2020 didn't teach all this, but a lot of people are about one paycheck away from like not being able to make it. If you miss two or three paychecks, it's over for you. Like you're going to need help. So I don't think it's ever a good time to look down on somebody when they're down and out because it's freaking tough. We come here every week and talk about how tough it is. So it's not beyond me to see somebody who's down and out because bitch, I feel you. Facts. Okay. Facts. (laughs) The part that, like, I just be wondering, like, uh, I think it's like a, I think this nigga might be an evil genius. Who? Like, he might be like, uh, Dr. Dre just might be one of these guys who have, like, grew up with nothing. Evil, yes. And the greed just got to him, and he was just like, fuck it. Maybe Easy was right. Yeah. Or or maybe that trauma, that trauma for that Easy E shit. Caused him to like now be very greedy, yeah, and like not want to help or do shit, yeah. Or I, I just feel like we don't ever hear much from him to get an opinion of him. But, He's very like in the shadows, and everything we hear is about people who are speaking out against him. But when right, we I'll hear say about it, him, I didn't know he ever had kids. That's just me. Hey, let's give it a buck. I don't really think he talked too much about the kids he got. I Does he like- talk at all? Probably not. Okay. Um, somebody who's talking a little bit too much about this situation was Shannon Sharp. Mm. He came out and he said a 38-year-old woman trying to shame her father into taking care of her responsibilities that she created. And my kid's last option, not first choice. He said he's his kid's last option, not first choice. Um, and he basically is trying to equate it to like just not being there for your children. When they're in a time of need and wanting to see your children swim before you step in and help, like at least do it for themselves. True. So that got me thinking about like, when is it your, when is the time when your parents can take a step back and say, all right, you on your own, go do your thing. And is it something that only happens in the black community or is it something that happens in other households because if you think about it and you really want to take a step back and look at your peers of other races and ethnicities and all the uh, other things I can say ethnicities it's just a little I'm struggling a little bit it's that TNA ethnicities yeah. all mm-hmm. the all the Geico ethnicities okay. yeah so um like Indians we see Hispanics we see I don't know if I feel like I do see white people do it Caucasians see them do it and they'll all just be in the house and I've had friends who lived at their house until they got their own damn house. Right. And it's like, well, dang, why Why I can't do that? Why well, I always got to go see if I could swim first? And I, I feel like it's this thought process behind, like, b- black parenting and black parents is that they don't want to spoil their child. Slavery. Oh. <laughs> what does it say? Spare the child, spoil the ride or something? Or something like? Spare the ride. Spare the ride, spoil the child. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they really grew up believing that, that, their job is just to put you on the path, put you on that bus, and wherever you go, once you get off that train, is on you. Right. And it's like, I need a little bit more help. I'm in my 30s. I still call my parents for help. Uh, well, how how long am I supposed to cook this chicken for? <laughs> What's the recipe you used to do when we, was, when we was at the house? That's different, though. What what temperature should the oven be on? That's different. Is this, is this supposed to be smoking like this? That's different. <laughs> Fam, if it... <laughs> What should I put on my W-2? Uh, <laughs> that's a valid question. 
That's a valid question. How y'all handle your finances? So I think this is what leads to this question. I think that's what happens a lot in black communities. The children are told to stay in a child's place. Mm. I am 36 years old. Uh, uh, My mom is 36. I don't know how much she made at 36. Like, I wouldn't have known this. I was probably 14. I wasn't trying to figure out how the bills were getting paid. I wasn't trying to figure out how she had a budget to keep taking me to City Trends and buy me them new Jabot shirts. Like, I was fucking trying to buy video games, uh, look at porn on the internet, (laughs) and, (laughs) and, like, do things I wasn't supposed to do. Oh, I didn't care how the bills got paid. <laughs> Nigga, I, I just found out that people still pay their light bills through Western Union. Like, like, okay. So, like, like, I didn't know none of this shit. I don't know. And so I think because of that, they want you to stay in a child's place. And it's not because they want you to enjoy your childhood. It's just so you don't know their business and you don't tell their business. No, it's, so, okay. it's so that you can stay out of the way. Yeah. No, but I do agree with stay in a child's place to a certain extent. Like, if if I'm a teenager, and I feel like we talked about this before, and I'm, like, just trying to grow up too fast, and being an adult on the other side of it, you know that you got stuff sweet. You go to the mall on Friday. You can hang out with your friends on Saturday. You can go to the movies on Sunday. Come back. Got clothes on your back. Somebody feeding you. Nothing to worry about. So you want them to enjoy that for as long as possible. But it was a fucking double standard. I come in here and ask you for some money. You get mad at me wanting to yell at me and tell me no about it. <laughs> what else is I supposed to do? Well, you supposed to go get a job. Why you ain't work? Well, because... You said stay in a child's place. Try to be a child. I, hey, I'm, I'm 16. I want to dri- drive. So I either... I never understood the concept that when you came home from work, you was always tired. And all you had to do was go to work and then come home and raise a household. You want me at 15, who is fucking mentally everywhere, all over the place, to go to school for eight hours a day, take this little 14-hour, part, uh, four-hour part-time job, then come home, do homework, and still get good grades. Goddamn, was kicking my ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> couldn't wait to go to college I, and not work. Like... <laughs> So by the time we got to college, it was like, oh, this eight o'clock class, I can kind of miss this. I go, to, I didn't go on Wednesday, Monday, not the day, but Wednesday, I just go and show up. Right. And it's like, bro, how was I supposed to figure this out when you wanted me to do what you wanted me to do? Yeah. Like now I'm an adult. I'm finna. Walk. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do now. <laughs> so it's about sharpening them tools while they're still under your wing. Tools, yeah. While they're still under your household and teaching them yeah. those things that. You know, may be helpful, but not in, like, a rough way. Yeah, like, the only time I got money was when I was going out. Right. It wasn't like, hey, if you want some, you got to work for it to get the money. Like, no, I'm, we about to go to a football game on Friday. Let me get 30 bucks, you know, five to get in a game. I might want to eat something. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like. Give me that $10 to go to the mall. I walk around all night. Just walk around. I ain't going to buy nothing. Right. And I'm going to stack that $20 exactly. every time. I remember one time I wanted something. I saved my lunch money up. I ain't eat for like two months straight to get my whatever I wanted. It's not I healthy. said, oh, dad, give me a, a dollar every day. I got food at the house. It's not. Like, <laughs> look at, we're learning up. to struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. think. I hate, I, hate to, I hate to break the news of what really happened when she was saving that money. 
She was saving her lunch money, but was taking her sister's. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, damn, he snitched on you. Yo, tune in, sissy. Tell them what the truth is. I ain't do that. I ain't do that. But I think the main thing is when I think about having kids and think about raising kids, I don't have kids, so I'm speaking from a place of not really knowing. But my thought process around it is this is my responsibility. I don't think you ever get a chance to let up and go as long as you're here on this earth and say, oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, I think you are the security blanket, but. I think some people get so caught up in a lesson that they're trying to teach you that they forget that you are a person, too. Like, yes, I am your responsibility, but these things ain't building character. It's building trauma. And there's a difference. Like, in a controlled environment, all right, bet she at college, hungry, starving, uh, because she spent her money on sneakers at the mall or whatever. Okay, but she's still in a controlled environment because... (laughs) She's not homeless, but how far are you gonna let it go? I just think I think a lot of it is based on uh, a lot of us come from uh, households that uh, the the parents in this household didn't know shit. Mm. We say that a lot too. All they knew was work, or or they tried their best. They tried their best. They did what they could. Uh, your parent, your your grandparents, your granddad worked at a factory. Oh, still meal or some shit. He went to work every day, came home, didn't really talk to his to your parents, to his kids. Just he provided. So when the kids fucking grew up and started having kids and becoming parents, it was I go to work every day. This all I know. Like you know what I'm saying. Other half of us do have parents that you know went and went to went to high school graduated went to college lived life for a little bit some experiences so the those kids are fucking well off but in her case her fucking daddy was fucking famous he right. left her when she was five traveled the fucking world never came back like, like never came back he, I think in that story, I don't remember them telling much about his father being around. No. You know what I'm saying? His brother died at a, like, when he was uh, at a young age. Like, he don't know no type of shit, how to be a father. So, if fucking she was five, this has got to be, some, she 38. This is somewhere around the end of the, the middle of the 80s when he about to blow up. Yeah. Like, he was like, fuck this. I'm about to live life a little bit. So I feel like it's it's a lot of motherfuckers not teaching people shit because they don't know shit to teach them. Yeah. I think some I saw I seen on Twitter and on the Internet that some people are arguing that this is how you protect generational wealth. And I want to kind of explore that for a second. I kind of I see it. Because what does it mean to constantly hand somebody money after money after money after money without teaching them to appreciate the value of a dollar. I didn't really know shit about money until I started working hours to get a check. I don't know anything about money. I didn't know, like, that, like, how it felt to get money and watch it go away. Like, after working, especially you working, you get your reward at the end of the week, you want to be able to do whatever you want to do with it. But that was, after I learned that lesson from working a job, I realized that money just don't keep coming. And sometimes in those situations when you're just constantly giving, 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 they never know what it means to actually put in work to get something. But I think the other piece to like generational wealth is that you have to leave something that they can maintain so that the money can continue to come in. 
That's another. That's a whole different level of generational wealth. So if I have a piece of land for my family, yep. instead of selling the land for that lump sum, you you saw P Valley, you saw P Valley. What I'm telling so you. So they was trying to sell that land, and the other brother was trying to keep it so that he could keep money coming in because they was going to get that lump sum of cash right then and there, but it wasn't going to be nothing to keep. So what going. I'm telling you is there is niggas. Blind, leading a blind. Mm-hmm. Your parent, your, your grandparents owned this company, and your parents worked there their entire childhood. We watched it. We start from the bottom, grow all the way to the top. It's it's got us some money now. Yeah. Your parents now take over this business mm-hmm. and expect you to do that, and you don't want to do that shit. Yes. <laughs> You want to go live life. I just watched you work. You All the stories you tell me is about trauma of how you had to wake up every day at six at six years old going to work in this fucking steel mill. I don't want this life. I don't want to keep working in the steel mill. <laughs> when I was in high school, when, when I was fifth, five, you made me come in work here and I didn't want to do it. I didn't like it. So you expected me and I turned 21 and I've been experiencing life because I don't went to college. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Freak me was lit. You want me to come do this? Like you, I don't want to do this. These is not where my interests lie, but I know what I do know. So what if it wasn't the small town store? What if it was a chain of Hilton restaurant hotels or a chain of Red Robin restaurants it's or like a Wawa franchise. I'm in a fashion. I don't want to run no goddamn Red Robin. What if you can, and this is the part, what if you can still do your fashion piece to whatever the business is? I don't think people want to, bro. Like, because I, want to build my, I want to build my own shit. I feel like think, that's what we're always talking about, though, is like, you know how when people come up, let's say Young Thug, for instance, you know, he took his whole crew with him. Right. Right. So he found what everybody was good at. So if you can hold a fucking camera, you hold the camera. If you big and buff, you be the security. If you can make beats or you know how to work the computer, you do that. And that's the same process. But in a family business, like that's the same. You want everybody in your family to come in and do something so you don't have to work for somebody else. We had Lauren on. She said the same like she literally broke down the the whole science behind generational wealth. And that's because Lauren gives a fuck. Yeah, about her family I'm sure she legacy. has siblings that also don't care. That don't give a fuck. Like, but they have they have a role for them too. Yeah, in this business, I get like I get to do that. But this ain't what I want to do. So what's going to happen? For instance, and this is just around the generational wealth. Let's say when you get your business up and running and you get it to where you want it to be, and you have kids, and we're talking about legacy. What are you going to do to keep it going after you're no longer here? Because ultimately, you do want to keep it in the family. I don't spend my time worrying about legacy. I feel like whatever I do will speak for itself. I don't want to put what I had going on on my kids if that's not what they want to do. Like that fucking movie on Netflix where the family in Memphis owned that barbecue restaurant and the son wanted to be a uh, the wine connoisseur. And yeah. The, and uh, he kept trying to explain to his dad, I can turn this restaurant into a fucking... yeah. I can turn this into a fucking upscale restaurant. And dad right. was like, no, this is not what we were trying to do with this. Right. You're going to have a beef here, bro. Yeah. I'm, so, <laughs> my ideas ain't working with yours. So I think it comes a point where it has to be flexible. So, so what if instead of saying continuing the legacy, it's 
taking the legacy that I built and flipping it into something that could work for you. But in order to get to the point where I could trust you to flip it and turn it into something, I need to see something in you. That's next. I can't just see like... You doing some some la di da shit? We like the party shit all weekend, and then just flip you the a uh, small loan of a million dollars from your father. Because everybody that we know that's got money do that shit. What if you gonna fuck it up? What the fuck is Justin LeBoy do? Who's who's that? Whose son is that? We don't know. What do Puff them kids do? We don't fucking know. But they famous enough. That if somebody be like we throwing a party tonight and you put their name on it, the money gonna come in. Where did Justin LeBoy come from? We don't fucking know. He's, isn't he? One, he's one of uh. They he one of them friends. I yeah. feel like he just came out of nowhere. He's just one of their friends. He's one of their friends. And where um, did Justin? Where Google? I'm but, gonna ask Google. But I just want to. I just want to chip in real fast. So to to Meezy's point, um, you know, like I'm in a space where I'm building a business. Like if I have a child that does not want it, then. That's why they always say you have a, a an exit strategy, right? So right. like, like I'm not married to the idea that hey, I might have to sell the business one day, right? Or, you know, if it's large enough that I can say hey, like you know, somebody might, you know, my shares might go to my family, but you know, you can put stipulations behind it, right? Right? Because and at I- the end of the day, like the, I mean. You can control, you know, those things and be able to switch that up. And okay, I, I got, like I got the most. What's hold the on one second. I got where Justin LeBoy came from. He was um, prior to his internet fame. LeBoy was a professional basketball player overseas. He and Justin Combs teamed up to make strip clubs a virtual experience during the pandemic. Oh, that was Demon Time. Uh huh. Eventually, Combs and LeBoy scored Demon Time, a partnership with OnlyFans. He was hyped to find out Beyonce name dropped Demon Time in a song. LeBoy got a cult like social media following. He coined the hashtag respectfully. He predicts virtual clubs are here to stay. So in reality, is a nobody who happened to be in the right places at some the pandemic. The pandemic got a pop. It's not, we, a, it's not necessarily a nobody. Not a nobody. It's a motherfucker who was close enough to be next to the, somebody with some money. Which goes to your point that if my kids don't want it, I'm pretty sure I've hired somebody who would love to do it to run it to run it. Like at the end of the day, like I mean, there there's ways to to still protect the legacy without necessarily having to necessarily like sell it and stuff like that. I mean, but I mean, but the thing is, I I just want to kind of just kind of jump back into kind of help you guys reset. So let's take the you know Dr. Dre and you know the fact that he has so much money out of it, right? So when it comes to um. Like, I, I guess, what do you believe as a parent, right, looking at what your parents, right, if you have an issue, when should they actually stop saying, you know what, like, you just have to fend for yourself, right? And let's assume that it's not drugs, it's not anything detrimental. Like, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Right. Let's, let's, let's just say that, hey, like, I'm just having a hard time because of my circumstances. I mean, like, uh, like how do you think I don't think there's a limit to the times that you step in and help. And your I kids? only think is I think is we think like this because we black. Like we don't talk about. I ain't never like felt broken down and really wanted to go talk to my parents because I knew they didn't know what the fuck was going on to help. You know what I'm saying? Like they just can give advice, and I still gotta go figure this shit out. So it's like I feel like as long as you can help. Help your kids, right. bro. Like, because most times they only come into you because they really need to. Because if they're coming to you, they know what it's gonna come with. Everybody in the family gonna know. 
As soon as you walk out their bedroom with that tears in your eyes, they're going to be like, on the phone, hey, girl, tell me why Rez was just in here telling me that she only got $5 in her account. She, she about 30 years old, $5 in her account. That's you true. know I had to lend her a small, everybody know. And that was your dad. <laughs> Next time you come to the family function, everybody know how you was down and out because they just shared your gosh darn business. And it's just like... Once you get that enough times, right. you don't feel you like either, going back to hear it because you you're either, not you never going to hear the end of it. Either close up or you just be like, you know what, fuck it. Every t- now, every time you come around, they're going to be asking you how much you got in your account. And I actually think that's the reason why people tell all their business on on the internet. <laughs> why? Because like, if I tell you my business, <laughs> it's one thing. It's one thing. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like if the somebody else it didn't like seep out like a secret, it's like all right, this is a little bit embarrassing because they don't know the real story. I had somebody tell me that they told a secret to their mother and they was like they was on the phone with their mother after they told them the situation and their mother was like well i gotta go ahead and tell your grandmother what's going on and they was like who who told you that you could go tell grandma anything (laughs) nobody told you that and i just (laughs) it's nuts bro it's nuts and it's like our parents want us to see like to live good and be good but it's like they not gonna finance it they not gonna help it and it's like fam i like what you want me to do i won't say they won't but what i was trying to get around to when i was talking about the generational wealth conversation and like teaching your child the value of money and stuff i just think there's some sort of like tact that you have to have with it it just can't be i'm cutting you off and that's it it's like I've given you somewhere to work. I've given you somewhere to stay. Oh, you like set them up. Yeah. yeah. Now figure it out. Sink or swim. Like you at least have to have a base. And I feel like we, as black people, we always talk about how so far behind we are in the race. Right. There's a exercise that they do with like when they're talking about racial issues and stuff. And they'll give the white students a head start and they'll hold us back for like 10 minutes and then tell us to go race and try to catch up. Right. We're already dealing with that. So that paired with once you get out in the race and you going over these hurdles and then you fall back down, you already 10 steps behind. Now you're 20 steps behind. Right. And it's just like, if I could get some help, like help me. I didn't even have help to start with. I already have a disadvantage with my skin color and my um, gender. You know, it's just like those things are already against me. At least give them the proper I stopped, setup I stopped, if you can. I stopped giving a fuck about this when my parents was asking me for money. Oh. When let me let me hold. Well, how much you got for me to hold? was a conversation that I was having with parents and I knew this was not a conversation that we usually had on either side. Neither one of us asked each other for money. Then now it's like, life ain't, life just fucked up for everybody. (laughs) I can't imagine how that feels having somebody who you are depending on, right? Turn around and ask you if you got it. No, no, I thought you had it. And the crazy shit about that is I... Understood that. True. Like I, un- I think like fam, if you pay all the bills and I live here, when you ask for it, I gotta say yeah. There's no, I can't say no to you. No, nothing in my brain can be like nah, unless I don't have it. Like yeah. if I got it, I cannot say no. And so when I started noticing that, I was like, oh. And then the sh- the kicker, 
when they ask for it and you don't ask for it back. No, when they ask for it and they say they're gonna pay you back, and now you can't ask for it back. You you don't even you don't even wear it. Once you gave it to him, it's gone. It it ain't coming back. Ain't, I'm, I'm gonna pay you back next Friday. Let me haul twenty dollars. Let me haul twenty dollars to but tomorrow. If it don't, it ain't like you can be upset about it. Like you can't be upset about it. Hey, for if some that sounded like a man, and if a man is asking to borrow four dollars, <laughs> you know that money's so going. You know that money's going to. There you go, right? It's only fans. <laughs> Only fan in real life. Shit, me. That back page still alive. They just be concealing it. <laughs> good, on any, good on any MLK Boulevard. Forty dollars is good. So my question is, outside of having like that's just that's a lot, yeah. and that already sets you up. Like, dang, if they don't have it right now, like, and they're asking me, and I'm only working fifteen five hours a week at seven fifteen. Like they're asking me. I mean the the main point of this conversation that we leaving out. Yeah, we're talking about good parents. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about parents that don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, good parents doesn't mean that they are paid. Doesn't mean that they have no. No, that's not. I'm saying good parents are parents that care. Yeah. Who give a fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, not about how much you have. It don't matter if you st- if me and my dad used to work in the same building. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I knew where you worked, how much you got paid, and I understood the kind. He still cared. He still took care of me at 28, living with him. He took care of me. Listen, if my parents got to teach me a lesson about being financially responsible, I want them to do it the way the locks did it to Dipset. Um, I don't know if you all saw last Tuesday, but uh, it was a real roundabout way that they showed Dipset how they should be doing it. You have to lead by example. You have to be prepared. You have to, you have to stand up against whatever comes your way. You have to persevere and you have to lead by example and tell them when they're doing something wrong. Hey, bro, they over there lip syncing. We don't do that. They lip syncing. This nigga Jewels told them y'all don't have no girl records. And this nigga then ran through about nine of them shits in a row. That's how you teach a child a lesson. You don't teach me a lesson by letting me get down to the streets and then like not swooping in right. you teach me a lesson by you you telling me and then later on you big me up yo no you went through something but y'all did what y'all could especially with uh you know <laughs> it's all love i know y'all <laughs> thought this was the new york anthem but you see this shit at um and then it, it ain't happening at us so it, we can't really speak on it but you notice it at uh teenage pregnancy Oh, mother get pregnant. It was hell the first month they found out about Listen. it. Hell. Some people ain't recovered from getting pregnant the first time. Did not recover. But as it got closer to this baby becoming here, the parents somehow find a new leaf. And now they're like, well, look, I it's can't. Not, it's not their fault right. that they're in this position. Sometimes the parent, the kids who had their baby early, got a great relationship with their parents after that baby. Yeah, now, yeah, because when but, it was going through, it was here. But to your point, I honestly feel like that, that with the Dr. Dre situation, that those four kids didn't choose that, Bad right? Luck. So it's like it's either let them come with me, or like they, they, I just I would assume there would be some type of intervention in some way, shape, or form. Either come with me, or there needs to be like a like a stipend of sorts that kind of like get you a baseline. 
I don't want my grandkids living with your friends scattered all over. No, because as much as we say, oh, they with family and stuff, they good. They not good. Bad parents turn into bad grandparents. Not all the time. If he wasn't shit, if he was, if he, she said she ain't seen him in 18 years, what make you think he'd care about them grandkids? No, I feel like some, (laughs) some grandparents see it as a second chance. Somebody's going to, somebody who I know is watching this and he's, he's screaming at the screen saying, Hell no, you're not right because no, I, I, I flipped some people. Yes, yeah, some people, some grandparents see it as a second chance. My my bio mom always asks me when I'm having kids. What do you mean? <laughs> like what? What do you mean? Like what does that mean? I'm so confused. But it's just like that's getting into another place. It's a different bag, but <laughs> like you place. try to do it the second time around. But like, what did that mean? One day we'll get there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Not on this one. <laughs> not not right now. I'm sick of me telling my baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you, you spend all that time absent, and then the moment they have kids, you come back around looking for your your redemption moment. Those are parents who fucking still get it. A motherfucker that wasn't there and they don't want to be there now. Ain't gonna be there, there no matter what. Period. This nigga was giving her money, mm. a little an allowance. How much you think it was? It probably wasn't. That much. It wasn't that three hundred grand a month. It wasn't enough that she bought a house with it. Probably was like fifteen hundred. It wasn't enough that she bought a house with it. No, sure wasn't. <laughs> and then obviously the the finance piece, like the well, if he wasn't there for eighteen years, it's just like he wasn't there. And which sounds like when you put a number on eighteen, this motherfucker wasn't paying child support either. Mm mm. <laughs> so. She grew up in poverty, turned into adult living in poverty. Now she's 38, still living in poverty. All right, just, so just, we we went through. <laughs> go, I'm sorry. No, nah, it's just it's. I'm, I'm, if I'm Dr. Dre, that's too much noise. I, it's, it'll be cheaper and more peaceful if I just pay for it to go away. Not if you already are paying, like we spoke about the other day, three million dollars a month a year to some woman. Fam, this store is already public and yeah. they know my numbers. Now I gotta then combat another story and put more numbers out here. Yeah, Listen, man. We'll just, let's just round it up to four. <laughs> right. If she's not in the house by um next week, let's just set up a cash app. Thank God. He not speaking. They not. She talking to him through his team, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like. Through Jimmy Iovine, <laughs> fucking uh, uh, Steve Jobs, them is talking to, to talking to her, bro. Yo. Like Kanye is talking to him directly. This she, nigga been on Apple three times in the last month because of that, but he can't talk to his own daughter. She right. talk, she talk, she talking to the, the people at Monster for Beats headphones. Yeah, before like, he's talking to them. see, like, and it's it becomes this case of like when parents ain't shit, parents ain't shit, right. Like they just ain't. They just, just ain't. Not, if you're just not a good person, you're not a good person. You're not. I think that's that's the safe way to put it. If you ain't shit, you ain't gonna be shit. If you was an ain't shit parent growing up, it's no way for. You. I mean, most cases you don't come back around. Like because that's be eighteen too late. years of history. It'd be too late. The kids it's, don't want shit to do with you. Kids sure don't. Point. They don't give. It's a fuck. too many letdowns. Yeah. So the least you could do is pay for me to have somewhere to fuck to live because you you didn't you even didn't do, do that. Shit else. Yes, you didn't do shit else. Ooh, don't get me started. Anyway, I think see, we should. Um, like I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. Torn between what? Because it's like I, I get it. Again, I'm looking at it from. At first, I'm looking at Dr. Dre's situation, and then I'm just like looking at it from like the average person, right? Like 
the average person can't just buy you a house to, because I wasn't there for 18 no. years. No, 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 no. That's right? not that. No, I'm just saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of torn because, like, I agree in that particular case that he should just just make sure that they're that they're set. But then it's like. So in the regular case situations, we don't have nothing. It's OK. Like, we don't have to have a relationship. You still live in that three bedroom house that we grew up in that don't nobody live in there but you. So when you turn 75 and you need help placements and shit, you expect me to come back and take care of you then. When you need a liver or a kidney, the first person you're going to look, you turn to look to is your children. But when I was down and out because you think I was on drugs or I I got too many kids because it didn't go against what you thought my life should have been. When you were saying all that shit, I just had to take it. Wasn't that I could do? I had to leave. I left because I couldn't deal with you. I just know it's a generational <laughs> trauma that black that we as black people have gone through. And I honestly believe that like we just we've gotten to a part where it just feels kind of primal, right? Like yeah. where it's like, oh, like the bird has ready to leave the nest and they need to go. But like we have to stop treating like our raising our children like it's they're on a bank loan. Because yeah. we are now because it's like it's like, hey, with I'm, interest. I'm, I'm covering all this stuff and yeah. then I'm expecting you to come back. We are now to pay for and it. it's and it don't even be financial. It just should be like, fam, I like I, no, like I at the end it. of it all, I didn't ask to be here. Cause I, in my mind, already know. I, I'm my mom's only kid and my dad's oldest, right? I know when it comes to take care of my parents, I'm gonna have to do it. But it ain't gonna be in a situation where you come live with me right. because I know my parents and they're not gonna want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like. My dad want to get up and do whatever the fuck he want to in his house any day. You ain't going to be able to hold on to that. <laughs> My mom is so independent. I go weeks without speaking to her and have to learn updates on Facebook. Mm. Like, it ain't going to be, ain't no controlling that in a household. Fam, like, so I understand, like, these people are the way they are because of this is how they grew up and this is how they've been for a really long time and they stuck in their ways. So you, as a child, got to understand, like, bro. I'm now the adult in this situation. Right. I don't have to take that shit. Don't. I don't have to. All right. <laughs> um, on that note, let's take a break and come back with our final thoughts. All right. So for our final thoughts, I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about on that topic. Like, I think we should we should do a continuation of that topic. But to round this one out, um, examples of tough love, because I would say what Dre is doing to his daughter is a some form of tough love. And if you speak to him, I'm sure he would say something like, well, I done gave her all this money already kind of deal. And it's just like, ain't shit. You ain't shit. Raise your hand if you've been if you've experienced tough love. Anybody? Nobody else experienced tough love? All right. Well, I'll put my hand down. You had an experience tough love? Okay. So. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I can, I will make something up. No. Okay. I mean, I, 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 have, s- I have something that, that wasn't necessarily, is more tough than it was tough love. It's not like because, it was a punishment. No, because like. I, it was it, just tough. It just happened to me. Like, it just happened. Okay. Well, you can go first and I'll rind it out. Mizi, you got something to share? Uh, Y'all niggas ain't never been on punishment? I mean, punishment see, ain't tough love. It is tough love. It's not. It is. So, so tough love is just something that your parents did. That was, that was mean. Just, that was just for no time out. That was just for your your own your own good. Yeah, it was mean. Okay, I ain't but never no, did that. no, mean, no, mean, 
we're not gonna get into what mean <laughs> means for you. Yeah. But uh, basically, uh, basically when, when Lisa went in that walk without me last Sunday, that was mean. See, look, look at. Stop, stop, Tough love. Stop sending subs on our this on this podcast. This nigga she came is. back to the house talking about. I said, "Where you went?" She said, "For a walk." I did like two miles. You ain't invite me. Don't I look like I need to walk? It sound like privilege. <sighs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, honey. All right, so uh, <laughs> a I just feel like I went through the the typical right. Like when it came to college, I was on my own. Right. You know. Um. Like shout out. I, I did get a. They get a small parent plus loan, you know, that that got stuff initiated, you know, for the first year and stuff like that. But I had to figure it out for myself afterwards. Yeah. And it never stopped since. Like, I didn't go home after after college and stuff like that, because by then I kind of felt like that if I went home, I lost. Like, that was the that was the the mentality that that was given to me, like, just by actions. Yeah. Right. And looking back at it, I felt like it was wrong. But I don't regret it because I've gotten to where I'm at. Yeah. But I should not be 32 and be this, this damn tired. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I mean, I feel like probably, yeah, but I didn't consider that tough love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, probably the same story. I just thought them motherfuckers didn't know. and they didn't, they didn't know. Like, I never called home for help. You know what I'm saying? I never was desperate. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would come home and wash clothes and go back to school. I never talked about like, fam, I'm tired of eating cereal in the cafeteria. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the Why groceries. Would you only eating cereal. Oh, bro, I, I went to a PWI in the middle of nowhere. That shit was trash. Your food wasn't I had to eat fifty chicken nuggets one day because it was the only time we had chicken nuggets, and I I wanted it to be full. Was you sick afterwards? No, nah, that shit was busting. Fifty chicken oh, I nuggets. Do I do that now at thirty. <laughs> I might pop a Tums afterward, but I, oh, I'm getting through that 50. You got to get the Alka-Seltzer, the one that melt in the water. Because them Tums be fucking leaving that chalk taste in your mouth. Yeah, but if you let it melt in the water, you got to be careful with it, though. They, I mean, said, it, 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 like, they said to tell your liver up if you do too many and of them. And that shit tastes like spoiled Sprite. What the? Yeah. <laughs> I like that shit, though. I like you it. Yeah. I like nah. it. You know, well, you I like salsa water. I like that well, taste. You have the chalk taste at a PWI. That's season. Yeah, like, that was just, yeah, that's just regular on the menu. But, like, I never, like, I don't think I've ever, I would, like, I never left myself to the point where I was damn near, like, needing the help. But, like, like, the worst shit, like, my mom tried to, like, like, re- t- remind me she was still the parent one time. And I, like, got into some, like... So I went somewhere I wasn't supposed to do and the car had just got and I didn't get home till after nine. And so when I got home I had like backed my car into a mailbox by accident. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home I like parked it in a driveway in reverse for like two weeks and never said nothing. And so I had like a uh, it was like a, it was like July school start back in August. So one day I had ran in the house, I was about to leave again and she Came home and saw it in the driveway and asked me about it. And as a stupid 16-year-old, I lied about it. So when she started digging through the lie, I just was like, bro, I'm not finna do it. I'm not finna deal with this. I told her the truth. So she, as a single black mama did what all single black mamas does, get angry and try to take it away from me. Mm -hmm. So she took the keys from me at the time I had a job. So the tough part... 
became, well, my, you know, I got to go to work all week and I need a ride to work. Well, you ain't getting the keys to this car. Well, you got to drive me, ma'am, and come pick me up. There ain't no, I don't have no friends. No other way they don't it. work here. You got to do this. Yeah. And so her tough love ended up being, oh, this didn't work and it backfired. And so when the first day of school came, I got the keys back and I drove to school and then drove to work. Yeah. My uh, tough love situation was a little bit more um, direct. It was, I just turned tw- 21 and I was hitting them clubs. 21. LeBron James and I was hitting them streets. I thought I was LeBron James and I would just be at the club every Friday. I go to work Monday through Friday, but on Saturday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I want to turn up. Right. Okay. And that's getting tore up Saturday. Come home, probably be hungover Sunday, get myself together, get ready for the week. And after doing that, I was still living at my parents' house and it was like, Hey, yo, shorty. No, if y'all know my dad, y'all know this. What he, this is exactly what he said. He said this verbatim. Hey, yo, shorty. Uh, it's about time for you to get up out of here and figure out what you're gonna do. I'm gonna give you about three months, figure it out, um, and then uh, get it together because you're doing a lot of partying. And I was like, all right, all right, dad. So I had to get my stuff together and kind of like take it from there. Like, get a roommate, figure out how we're gonna split the bills, do the rent. It was a great lesson for me. I felt like I really took it and did what I could and. Um, it taught me a lot, but I feel like it was like it wasn't one of those situations where I was being put out and I didn't have the means to take care of myself. But I also was just going through the motions. I had already been a college dropout, and it's like, well, if this is the life that you want to live and you don't want to get a career or anything like that, then here you go, figure it out. But once I got back on the path to figure out what I was going to do outside of just partying every weekend and going to work making two dollars an hour. It was like, all right, well, now that you got it together, you need a little help finishing the last semester of college. You can come back, live with us. But it was like one of those situations where if you want to take this path, this is what you're going to do on your own. But if you want to take a different path, we're here to support you. So it was just like that underlying lesson that don't get too far off the track because we're only going to support the shit that is going to make you better in a long way. For, For clarity, she did not work in a sweatshop. She was a server. Yeah, but they like, no, same thing. He's like, I work for two hours, two dollars an hour. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. All right. So, um, shout out to the parents who teach lessons. I don't want to say tough love because I feel like it has like that negative vibe to it. But like parenting. Shout out to the parents that take care of their kids. Shout out to the good parents that. Fuck you. I know you need to uh, restart uh, the homeboy. uh, If your kids don't take care of your kids, you need to display. Sometimes shit happens, but. Hey, it's a bunch of motherfuckers that do, and they need to be glorified. Right. So, shout out to all the parents out there. Y'all doing what y'all doing. And can. also, uh, for the record, I don't know if they take care of their kids, because I don't fucking ask them about their <laughs> kids. I don't ask them. It's none of my business what they do, because the baby mama might have a different story than he got. Uh, all right. Well, I think we need a song to round this on out. What you got for us? Uh, you're now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You're now tuned in, WMEZ. This week, uh, we was talking about some sad shit, so I'm just going to uplift the, the women of the room because this was a sad situation happening to a black woman. It was sad. So uh, this week, we got uh, Jalen Josie, and this record is called She Got It here on WMEZ. Textually active. To play nursery rhymes like all the time. And um, I remember 
your eyes were closed and then all of a sudden you could hear it was so special because there you are four months old and you're creating a melody <laughs> the song is obviously about me She's got the cornbread thick on the side Jiffy don't know what happened Got turned her into some sweet potato pie Got so thick it made her happy Got so thick it made the peanut butter cry She probably got it from her mammy Ain't no telling where she got it from She Got It by Jalen Josie. I actually stole this from uh, one of them episodes of The Shy. <laughs> Nobody knew that song, so I was like, let's get it some buzz. So Jalen Josie, that was She Got It. Uh, that has been added to you, WMEZ Song of the Week. If you was like, this hard, I need this to add this to my affirmations when I'm getting ready in the morning, all you got to do is... Go to your favorite streaming service, Tidal, Alpha Music, Spotify, wherever you got your playlist at. Go to our playlist, WMEZ Song of the Week, and you can find the song right there. And you can have it just like she got it here on WMEZ. Yeah, she was feeling actually active. Loved it. All right. So last thing we're going to do before we get out of y'all way is share a meme that we saw this week um, or last week. And mine was last week. Um, everybody hasn't been on the drag the baby train and, you know, they've been speaking out about all the festivals saying that he can't come to it. So I just saw this announcement. I was over there on fourth street and it it was a sign on the door. that said the baby will no longer be performing at bar on fourth. Well, dang, he was going to perform at Bar on Fourth. That's a a really good local joke. That's That's a meme in its own. That's hilarious. The fact that that did not come off the internet is hilarious. hilarious. No, but everybody was taking turns like going around. Somebody was like, he won't be performing at Sunday service. The nigga said he can't perform at the paint. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, the baby just got canceled from everything. Done out here. Yeah, uh, city savior, right? Just gotta get that replacement because clearly they need to replace the. We got somebody. We got some heat for him. You already know about it. <laughs> Eat what you got. All right, what I got. All right, so basically, I be struggling to find memes sometimes, but I found an account that just kind of fits my soul because it's about uh, creatives and being in what we do. So I'm going to actually show you the the meme on YouTube, but also show you what it says. But basically, it's the uh, the drone that says, "As a videographer, I know you ain't just post my video without tagging me." And this is what it looks like. So you already know that like, the girl, the little. <laughs> Little tweaker girl and stuff like that. Yo, have y'all seen that whole video? Yes. That shit was a mess, but she wasn't wrong. Don't be laughing at me when I come out my house. I'm laughing at Don't you. Don't be laughing at my grandfather when I come out the house. I'm laughing at And you. they beat that nigga ass, and too. They, keep it above, they jumped. We don't even. They all I look the same the age. 
in that house. I don't like. I don't know what. Like the granddad came out. I don't know if the granddad was the boyfriend or like they all came out of nowhere. They're looking the same age. The poppy is the mommy. The, the mommy mama is the was papa, the same like. age as the daughter. She was trying to protect. Yeah, he, he said they came from the same bushel of bananas. Yeah, like it was just it, they was all spoiled in the same age. I've never seen nothing like that. The before. brown spots was in the but same. Can you imagine beefing with your neighbor to that extent? Like y'all, y'all yeah, <laughs> finish fighting. Yeah, for sure. Like, Every time somebody comes to the house, y'all jumping on. <laughs> I still want to know what was so like. What was so funny that Shorty was like, you know what? I gotta go over here. No, he's not gonna keep laughing at you every time you come in the house. They look. Hey, what kind of pussy ass nigga cried the whole day? I know like, over somebody laughing you don't at even you. Know they laughing at oh you. Oh my gosh, that was funny. Uh, uh, this week I got uh. I I be finding memes before we even have topics, and today this one just happened to fit. Okay, you ever be at home just sitting here thinking about life, and then all of a sudden, well, 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 if it if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, <laughs> <laughs> they just come up and tap you on the shoulder out of nowhere. Like, hey, girl. Oh. Uh. I got something to say. Can't, can't eat out today because I was out last weekend going ham. Ain't that right? Bank account looking crazy. Well, well, well. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Sexually Active. We drop new episodes every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Um, the YouTube video will be up probably real 12 on Tuesdays. But, you know, if you listen to audio and you just want to go back and see the facial reactions, you can always check us out on YouTube. Um, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you can find us on there. So we'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all took something from this episode. And we ain't parents, but... I know it's tough. I raised a lot of you bitches. Ooh. <laughs> and that was and that was used intergenerally. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.